0: Chapter Four of the Star Chamber, an historical romance, Volume Two. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Star Chamber, Volume Two by William Harrison Ainsworth. Chapter Four How the Forged Confession Was Produced. Summoning up all his firmness for the interview with his lady, Lord Roos entered her chamber, attended by Sarah Swarton, and beheld her propped up by pillows bearing evident marks in her countenance of the severe sufferings she had endured. She was emaciated in frame and almost livid in complexion, hollow-cheeked and hollow-eyed, but still with a look of unaltered affection for him. Having fulfilled her mission, Sarah left them alone together. He took the thin fingers extended towards him, and pressed them to his lips, but scarcely dared to raise his eyes towards his wife. So much was he shocked by her appearance. It was with difficulty she gave utterance to the words she addressed to him. "'I thank you for coming to me, my lord,' she said, "'but you will not regret your kindness. We are quite alone, are we not? My eyes are so dim that I cannot distinguish any object at the other end of the room, but I can see you plainly enough, my dear lord.' "'We are alone, Elizabeth,' replied Lord Roos, in a voice of some emotion, after glancing around. "'Then I may speak freely,' she continued. "'What I predicted has occurred. "'You did not do well, my dear lord, to take that file from me and place it in other hands. "'Nay, start not. "'I know I am poisoned. "'I have known it from the first. "'But I have made no effort to save myself, for I was aware it was your will I should die.' "'Oh, Elizabeth,' murmured her husband. "'I was aware of it,' she repeated.' and as I have never voluntarily disobeyed you, I would not now thwart your purpose, even though I myself must be the sacrifice. It was to tell you this that I have sent for you. It was to forgive, to bless you. And as she spoke, she threw her arms round his neck, and he felt his cheek wet with her tears. This is more than I can bear, cried Lord Roos, in a voice suffocated by emotion. I thought I had firmness for anything, but it deserts me entirely now you are an angel of goodness, Elizabeth, and I am a demon of darkness. I do not deserve your forgiveness. You will deserve it, if you will comply with the request I am about to make to you, she rejoined, looking at him beseechingly. Whatever it be, it shall be granted, if in my power, he rejoined earnestly. I would redeem your life, if I could, at the price of my own. You have exercised the evil spirit from me, Elizabeth." Then I shall die happy, she replied, with a smile of ineffable delight. But the request, what is it you would have me perform, he asked. I would have you spare my mother, she replied. I know she has been dealt with in the same way as myself, but I also know there is yet time to save her. It shall be done, said Lord Roose emphatically. Where is she? In the adjoining chamber. Is Luke Hatton in attendance upon her? In constant attendance, she rejoined. That man has obeyed you well, my lord, but take heed of him. He is a dangerous weapon, and may injure the hand that employs him. Strike gently upon that bell. He will attend the summons. Lord Roos complied, when, to his astonishment and dismay, the curtains shrouding the entrance to the adjoining room were drawn aside, and Lady Lake stalked from behind them. Never before had she surveyed her son-in-law with such a glance of triumph as she threw upon him now. "'You are mistaken, you see, Elizabeth,' said Lord Roos to his lady. "'Your mother needs no aid. "'She is perfectly well.' "'Aye, well enough to confound you in your wicked purposes, my lord,' cried Lady Lake. "'You have not accomplished my destruction, as you perceive, "'nor shall you accomplish your wife's destruction, though you have well-nigh succeeded. "'Let it chafe you to madness to learn that I possess an antidote, "'which I have myself approved, "'and which will kill the poison circling in her veins, and give her new life.' "'An antidote!' exclaimed Lord Roos. So far from galling me to madness, the intelligence fills me with delight beyond expression. Give it me, madam, that I may administer it at once, and heaven grant its results may be such as you predict. Administered by you, my lord, it would be poison, said Lady Lake bitterly, but you may stand by and witness its beneficial effects. They will be instantaneous. As you will, madam, so you do not delay the application, cried Lord Roos. "'Drink of this, my child,' said Lady Lake, after she had poured some drops of the cordial into a glass. "'I will take it from no hand but my husband's,' murmured Lady Roos. "'How?' exclaimed her mother, frowning. "'Give it me, I say, madam,' cried Lord Roos. "'Is this a time for hesitation, when you see her life hangs upon a thread, which you yourself may sever?' And taking the glass from her, he held it to his wife's lips, tenderly supporting her while she swallowed its contents." "'It was not long before the effects of the cordial were manifest. "'The deathly hue of the skin changed to a more healthful color, "'and the pulsations of the heart became stronger and more equal, "'and though the debility could not be so speedily repaired, "'it was apparent that the work of restoration had commenced "'and might be completed if the same treatment were pursued.' "'Now I owe my life to you, my dear lord,' said Lady Roos, "'regarding her husband with grateful fondness. "'To him!' exclaimed her mother.' you owe him nothing but a heavy debt of vengeance which we will endeavor to pay and with interest but keep calm my child and do not trouble yourself whatever may occur your speedy restoration will depend much on that you do not adopt the means to make me calm mother replied lady roos but lady lake was too much bent upon the immediate and full gratification of her long deferred vengeance to heed her clapping her hands together the signal was answered by sir thomas lake who came forth from the adjoining room with Luke Hatton. At the same time, and as if it had been so contrived that all the guilty parties should be confronted together, the outer door of the chamber was opened, and the Countess of Exeter was ushered in by Sarah Swarton. On seeing in whose presence she stood, the Countess would have precipitately retreated, but it was too late. The door was closed by Sarah. So my turn has come at last, cried Lady Lake. "'gazing from one to the other "'with a smile of gratified vengeance. "'I hold you all in my toils. "'You, my lord,' "'addressing her son-in-law, "'have treated a wife "'who has ever shown you "'the most devoted affection "'with neglect and cruelty, "'and, not content "'with such barbarous treatment, "'have conspired against her life "'and against my life. "'Take heed how you bring "'any charge against him, mother,' "'cried Lady Roos, "'raising herself in her couch. "'Take heed, I say,' let your vengeance fall upon her head pointing to the countess but not upon him i am willing to make atonement for the wrongs i have done you lady roose said the countess and have come hither to say so and to implore your forgiveness you fancied she was dying rejoined lady lake dying from the effects of the poison administered to her and to me by luke hatton according to your order but you are mistaken countess "'We have found an antidote, and shall yet live to requite you. "'It is more satisfaction to me to be told this, madam, "'than it would be to find that Luke Hatton had succeeded in his design, "'which I would have prevented if I could,' said Lady Exeter. "'You will gain little credit for that assertion, Countess,' remarked Sir Thomas Lake, "'since it is contradicted by an order which I hold in my hand, "'signed by yourself, and given to the miscreant in question.' "'Oh, heavens!' ejaculated the Countess." do you deny this signature asked sir thomas showing her the paper lady exeter made no answer learn further to your confusion countess pursued lady lake that the wretch luke hatton has made a full confession of his offence wherein he declares that he was incited by you and by you alone on the offer of a large reward to put my daughter and myself to death by slow poison by me alone incited by me cried lady exeter Why? i opposed him it is impossible he can have confessed thus hast thou done so villain i have replied luke hatton sullenly then thou hast avouched a lie a lie that will damn thee said lady exeter lord roos knows it to be false and can exculpate me speak my lord i charge you and say how it occurred but the young nobleman remained silent not a word not a word in my favour the countess exclaimed in a voice of anguish Nay, then I am indeed lost. You are lost past redemption, cried Lady Lake, with an outburst of fierce exultation, and a look as if she would have trampled her beneath her feet. You have forfeited honor, station, life. Guilty of disloyalty to your proud and noble husband, you have sought to remove by violent deaths those who stood between you and your lover. Happily, your dreadful purpose has been defeated. But this avowal of your criminality with Lord Roos, "'signed by yourself and witnessed by his lordship "'and his Spanish servant. "'This shall be laid within an hour "'before the Earl of Exeter.' "'My brain turns round. "'I am bewildered with all these frightful accusations,' "'exclaimed the countess distractedly. "'I have made no confession, have signed none.' Methought you said I had witnessed it, madam?' "'cried Lord Roos, almost as much bewildered as Lady Exeter. "'Will you deny your own handwriting, my lord?' "'rejoined Lady Lake. "'Or will the countess?' "'Behold the confession, subscribed by the one and witnessed by the other. "'It is a forgery,' shrieked the Countess. "'You have charged me with witchcraft, but you practice it yourself.' "'If I did not know it to be false, I could have sworn the hand was yours, Countess,' cried Lord Roos. "'And my own signature is equally skillfully simulated.' "'False or not,' cried Lady Lake, "'it shall be laid before Lord Exeter, as I have said, with all the details. "'I am before the King.' "'Before the king,' repeated Lord Roos, as he drew near Lady Exeter, and whispered in her ear, "'Countess, our sole safety is in immediate flight. Circumstances are so strong against us that we shall never be able to disprove this forgery.' "'Then save yourself in the way you propose, my lord,' she rejoined with scorn. "'For me, I shall remain, and brave it out.' The young nobleman made a movement towards the door. "'You cannot go forth without my orders, my lord,' cried Sir Thomas Lake. "'It is guarded.' "'Perdition!' exclaimed Lord Roos. "'Again Lady Lake looked from one to the other with a smile of triumph, "'but it was presently checked by a look from her daughter, "'who made a sign to her to approach her. "'What would you, my child, more of the cordial?' demanded Lady Lake. "'No, mother,' she replied, in a tone so low as to be inaudible to the others. "'Nor will I suffer another drop to pass my lips "'unless my husband be allowed to depart without molestation.' "'Would you interfere with my vengeance?' said Lady Lake. "'Aye, mother. I will interfere with it effectually, unless you comply,' rejoined Lady Roos firmly. "'I will acquaint the Countess with the true nature of that confession. "'As it is, she has awakened by her conduct some feelings of pity in my breast.' "'You will ruin all by your weakness,' said Lady Lake. "'Let Lord Roos go free, and let there be a truce between you and the Countess for three days, and I am content.' "'I do not like to give such a promise,' said Lady Lake. "'It will be hard to keep it.' "'It may be harder to lose all your vengeance,' rejoined Lady Roos, "'in a tone that showed she would not be opposed.' Compelled to succumb, Lady Lake moved towards Sir Thomas, and a few words having passed between them in private, the Secretary of State thus addressed his noble son-in-law. "'My lord,' he said in a grave tone, "'at the instance of my daughter, "'though much against my own inclination and that of my wife,' I will no longer oppose your departure. I understand you are about to travel, and I therefore recommend you to set forth without delay, for if you be found in London, or in England after three days, during which time at the desire also of our daughter, and equally against our own wishes, we consent to keep truce with my lady of Exeter. If, I say, you are found after that time, I will not answer for the consequences to yourself. Thus warned, my lord, you are at liberty to depart." "'I will take advantage of your offer, Sir Thomas, and attend to your hint,' replied Lord Roos. "'And turning upon his heel, he marched towards the door, "'whither he was accompanied by Sir Thomas Lake, "'who called to the attendants outside to let him go free. "'Not one word of farewell to me, not one look!' exclaimed his wife, "'sinking back upon the pillow. "'Nor for me, and I shall see him no more,' murmured the countess, "'compressing her beautiful lips. "'But it is better thus.' While this was passing, Luke Hatton had contrived to approach the countess, and now said in a low tone, "'If your ladyship will trust to me, and make it worth my while, I will deliver you from the peril in which you are placed by this confession. Shall I come to Exeter house to-night?' She consented. "'At what hour?' "'At midnight,' she returned. "'I loathe thee, yet have no alternative but to trust thee. Am I free to depart likewise?' she added aloud to Sir Thomas." The door is open for you, Countess, rejoined the Secretary of State with mock ceremoniousness. After three days, you understand, war is renewed between us. War to the death, subjoined Lady Lake. Be it so, replied the Countess, I shall not desert my post. And assuming the dignified deportment for which she was remarkable, she went forth with a slow and majestic step. Luke Hatton would have followed her, but Sir Thomas detained him. Am I a prisoner? he said uneasily, glancing at Lady Lake. Her ladyship promised me instant liberation. And the promise shall be fulfilled. As soon as I am satisfied, my daughter is out of danger, returned Sir Thomas. I am easy then, said the apothecary. I will answer for her speedy recovery. End of chapter 4